Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. everybody welcome back to the my favorite sister podcast welcome back um you've got sarah in england myself elizabeth for any new listeners in la um we're both just coming off an international event and that is (laughs) yeah we're starting a bit later than normal. i know (laughs) well first of all it feels like we haven't recorded in so long um true because we did we did uh, like you know we banked one whole episode we were so organized (laughs) we we planned ahead (laughs) because sarah had some work travel one week but, um, yep. yeah, so it feels like, one, we haven't done this in forever, so I'm like, how do we do this? And two, we're recording later mm-hmm. than we normally do because we're both caught up in watching the severely flawed World Cup. I mean, it's flawed for FIFA and <laughs> human rights violations yeah. but because um, of where it's being held. But an exciting game, nonetheless, with Argentina versus France yeah. in the final. Definitely, definitely glad we, uh, Jack and I, tuned in for the last uh, four minutes of extra time and <laughs> overtime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, um, it was... I was, like, keeping, I was, like, keeping an eye on it, you know, on Google or whatever, but then when I checked and it was, like, you know, 45 minutes in, 2 nil. I was, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was... 68 minutes in, still 2 nil. all right. <laughs> yeah, it was literally, like, the most boring game until about 80 minutes in. <laughs> and the whole time I'm, like, great, yeah. it'll be over. It'll be, like, just in time for us to record the pod. No problem. Argentina's mm-hmm. got this in the bag. And then France comes in and scores two goals yeah. in, like, the last ten minutes. In, like, a minute. Yeah. And Mbappe was like, hold my beer. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, you were right. Like, we were texting during it, and you were saying that, you know, he did all he could do. Like. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, okay, I have no skin in this game, literally. Like, we barely even watched the England match against USA. Like, that's the only thing we watched. You know, I don't care. I had no, I didn't care about the outcome. I guess it's nice. Messi hasn't won World Cup before, yeah. so like that's cool. Since he like retired and then unretired, I guess. Yeah. These are these are things I learned from the BBC commentators during the last thirty minutes of the game, um, because I know nothing. So, I mean, it was cool that um, I guess Mbappe. He's only twenty three. He's worth like one hundred and fifty mil, which honestly, to me, as a from like a footballer standpoint, doesn't seem like a lot. But I think this was only his, like, what, like, fourth or fifth professional season. So, you know, he's got some longevity yeah, ahead. And he'll be fine. He'll win another one. He'll win I, I read that. I read that Messi was only, like, the second – I don't know if it was footballer or just, like, sports player in general to cross the, like, billion-dollar oh, wow. mark in career – sports career earnings. Hmm. So, like, not even, like, endorsements and stuff. Hmm. I think just, like, straight up. Beckham did. I assume that's what that I means. Like Beckham, I'm surprised he didn't hit that, but – Maybe his might have been maybe like yeah. endorsements or something. We were looking too, at like, during so. the game like the top whatever sports earners, and it's interesting because yeah, the footballers like Messi is at the top, but it, it had it broken out between like salary and endorsements, and it's like mm. his salary is pretty high. The endorsements aren't as high, but if you look at like LeBron James, his salary is a lot lower than Messi's, but his endorsements are like eighty million dollars, like which massive, yeah, yeah right, because he's got that Nike. Not money, that like, like forty million or whatever thirty million is a bad salary. <laughs> right, we're talking. 
Right, we're talking about like chaos numbers. I was saying, like, like, I was like, what do you do with that amount of money? I just like don't even know what you do with that amount of money. Right. I mean, in what world? Because I look at it, it's like, oh, like Mbappe's like his um, it's not even. I don't know what his salary is. It's just his current net worth yeah. is estimated to be 150 million. And I'm like, in what world? If I was worth 150 million, I'd be like, this is so much money. But I'm like, oh, it's a footballer. That seems kind of low. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's been playing for a few years. I guess. You know, he was on the team when they won the last World mm, Cup, which I didn't, I didn't realize they won the last. The so they won one, last whatever. One, which was also in a great, which in 2018 was also in a great place, Russia. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> FIFA is known for picking super, you know, yeah, credible or like, you know, well-liked countries within the world. There's no yeah, corruption. I paid, I paid, yeah, that was while I was still in the U.S. and the U.S. men's team wasn't in that one. So I paid even less yeah, attention right? that time. I know. So, you know, oh, yeah, you know, they're really well known for picking great places. So, you know, 2026, North America. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least, you know, we have less human rights violations than, like, <laughs> Qatar or Russia. Yeah. I actually think the next one's going to be interesting because of, like, with it being, like, expanded yeah. and, like, lots of different yeah, places. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool it'd be to, like, go to a game if I don't know where they're playing it. Oh, well, here's a funny thing. I think LA. Yeah, here, here's a funny thing. Okay, so LA spent all this money building this new stadium, SoFi, which is where they had the last Super Bowl. Um, like, and it's supposed to be amazing, but apparently they stupidly, even though they were bidding to have the World Cup, they did not build the field to accommodate a soccer field size. <laughs> I was like, who Brilliant. was in charge of this? You know, so stupid. But anyway, so now I think they have Dummies. to try to fix that. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. But like, I don't think you can just expand a stadium. So not really sure the plan, but. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it was. It does say LA is one of the play, one of the host cities. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I mean, I think it is. I, we've been, you know, there's been talk of that amongst you know, my work and stuff. But, um, but anyways, exciting game to the last minute. Of course, it goes to PKs and yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was like so he scored. Like we didn't see his like eighty minute and eighty one minute PK, but during the break between regular time and overtime, I watched like the clips of them. And then, of course, he got another penalty in Ugh. extra time after Argentina had scored. And I was, like, already at that point, I was just like, I, again, I don't care. I love a comeback story, though, so I kind of was rooting for France just because I'm like, what a comeback. Like, you know, not having watched any of the game, and I don't know how either yeah. team played at all. But it's just like, if he misses this, like, it's not fair. Like, it's too much pressure for this one kid. Like, and I'm like, oh, world tiny violin for this, you know, hundred millionaire. But still. Yeah. And also, we were looking I was at like, I can't take, what they win. I was just like, I can't take it. Yeah, I was like, I can't take it. Um, of course, he made it, and it was the exact same kick he did the first yep. time. But I was just like, phew. I was like, okay. And then I actually was really glad that he took the first penalty in the – or the first kick in the, you know, extra goal kicks or whatever. Um, just because – and he made it, again, with the same – hitting it in the same exact corner. Because um, at that point, I was just like, okay, I'm fine. You know, he made four out of four. Like – like, what's he going to do in the locker room? I mean, like, y'all, I did the best I could. I scored I four fucking this team. goals. I carried, I carried the other ten of you on my yeah, back. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> I mean, France, like, okay. Like, what, like, what's he supposed to do? Like, I don't know. And I felt glad. I was glad the um, fourth guy that kicked for France did make his. Because he was, like, like stone-faced. Again, he was like, I've done it. I'm like, again, I'm like, it's not fair. Even the BBC commentator was like, it's not fair that this whole game rests on this one. Yeah player's shoulders but it's like that's how the reporting always goes it, it, it's always like oh so and so missed i'm like yeah but there was like a hundred and yeah of 20 something minutes of gameplay 
where his team could have scored, you know, before him. It's not fair. Yeah, I always feel bad for the Just goalies, too, because it's like, it all comes down to PKs, and it's like so heavily swayed, yeah. not for the goalies, but I mean, the uh, I know. It's one of those things where killed it. Oh, yeah, he killed it. It's one of those things where I feel like if the kicker misses, which like one of the France, you know, shooters did, like it went wide or whatever, it's just like, come on, you have such know. an advantage. Um, but then if the goalie, and it's not necessarily on the goalie, if they do make it, because it's like, again, they have such yeah. an advantage, but when the goalie does save it, it's like, it's yes. like, yes. I know. <laughs> so, like, you love to see a goalie save on a PK. And to love be it. fair, the Argentinian goalie did get a finger on each of, or two of Mbappe's mm-hmm. kicks. So I'm like, that's pretty impressive, even still, even if he didn't save it. Yeah. But yeah, the way Messi, though, does his PK stresses me out. I hate them. Like, he, like, <laughs> it's like, how could you, he, like, winds up and then, like, walks towards it practically you know and it's like i'm just like oh my god it's so stressful but anyways i'm glad he won it was nice to get a yeah. win and i mean especially since it sounds like mbappe and france already got a world cup like so right i mean like you know they're on the tra- he as a young player he's on the trajectory exactly. up and i get the sense the france team is kind Messi of like is, but he's probably on the i feel like if france seems like a younger team then i was thinking that too like again i don't know anything about either team but just seeing the lineup that they had watching the final kicks yeah. and like looking at the player roster a bit i was like these guys seem young like they're fine I mean, they definitely had young people on they'll be the... i was like oh no the hundred millionaires and the billionaires yeah. they'll be okay they'll be fine and honestly these they'll be fine with their silver medal yeah and they also get like <laughs> insane amounts of money comparatively to like even the winners of the women's world cup so um even the second place and third place teams i think win yeah earn more so what I didn't know because I don't really follow it. It was kind of funny because obviously in the last Euros, England played really well and you know made it to the finals. Um, and so this year everyone's like, yeah, England World Cup, blah blah blah. Uh, and they didn't make it past you know the whatever round yeah. sixteen or eight. I don't even know. I, I can't. But remember. then um, I mean they played France. Apparently in the last one they were for- yeah in the last one they were in fourth place. So I was like in the last one they did better. Mm. Oh, you just never know how it's all going to play out. And that's the World Cup for you. But, um, yeah, I mean, you didn't watch the first, like, part of the game. But basically, Argent- like, Argentina was dominating, like, the entire game until, like, the 80-minute mark like when they got that PK. And then the momentum shifted. And then, yeah. thankfully, they held into a tie so they could go to overtime. But, anyways, I feel like that's enough. That's enough soccer talk. Yeah. yeah. Soccer slash football talk. There was a lot of close... There's a lot of close calls oh, yeah. at the end. Oh, for so sure. It makes it a fun There's game. just fouls flying everywhere. Flying everywhere. Just so many one-on-ones, like the players with the goalies and stuff. Like oh, yeah. Mbappe almost scored again. I know, that like, save that the... Well, there were a couple like times I think the Argentinian team should have scored, and then there were a few times France. Like that one mm-hmm. save that the goalie had with like his leg. I was like, oh my god, this is like this is getting stressful. Yeah, or what it was the... I guess it was the third Argentinian... Um, like Tina goalie where it was like or a goal where you know uh like the extra time and it was like then they're they're breaking out at least here on tv they're breaking out the like you know offsides camera oh, yeah. and they have this like graphic where it's like the plane of travel and it's like his hand but the other player's butt was like sticking out further oh, God. jack was like oh man the guy's got too much junk in the trunk well <laughs> otherwise it would have been offsides and not allowed yeah when the um when Argentina scored that goal in the extra minute, when it like went to the goal and the French player was like in the goal, I was like, yes. "That's in the goal!" Uh, like, I mean, but yeah. then I was like, "Oh, they're they're looking at offsides." I was like, "There's no question that was in the yeah. goal, right? That was completely in the goal." <laughs> but, anyways, just chaos, so much happening. 
Anyways, I, but yeah, that's our, we're so on tune with pop culture I know, right this now. one time, we're like, I feel like we're never like, we're on we never it. time it right, like when are we record these, no. it's always like, something happens. <laughs> um, a week ago. I know, a week ago. Do you still want to talk about it? <laughs> um, we're on it this time, but we got a lot to cover today, so I feel like. True. Um, should we talk, okay, we, we are going to talk about like our last Christmas movie, I think, of our Christmas showdown, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like we got to the other pop culture. I know we got to devote phenomenon. a little bit of time. We won't devote an insane amount because it's not like a episode about that. But I mean, we're gonna talk White Lotus season two because season two. Sarah and Jack binged it last week after I was like, "You gotta watch season we two. Um, we basically because I was away, I was in Germany, so we didn't want to start it the week before the finale aired. So basically, the finale aired, and then we watched all of it Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> Binge it. I know. We weren't really watching it in real time either. I don't really know why. I feel like we're kind of like, do we want to watch it? Like, I feel like we weren't, like, as interested for whatever reason. But then, like, the second we started the first episode, we are like, oh, yes, we're in. We've, we're back. We're... That's really how it is, though. That whole show, it's like, it was even like that with season one, too, where you're like. Season one was, like, way more cringy, start... I feel like, the entire time. I was yeah, like, things start to lag and you're a bit and, and, or whatever, and then in the last, like, ten minutes, it, like, hooks you in for the next episode and you just I feel like in season right one, away. the entire time, I was like, do we like this show? Like, why are we, it's kind of like you di- liked it, but you also didn't like it, and you're like, why am I still watching it, though? Like, why do I want to keep going? But then, like, I don't know. I mean, there's probably reasons for See, that. I feel like. I feel like last year, because we watched White Lotus, and then immediately after we watched, um, what's that one where it's like Nine Perfect Strangers, or Seven oh, Perfect Strangers? Oh, I haven't watched that, but I know Nicole what you're talking about. It's very kind of similar. I think it's based off a book. It's similar, but like, we were like, that was the one where we were, because we were then comparing them mm-hmm. because we were watching them so close together, um, and we're like, do we like this? Like, what's going on? How do we feel about this? But again, it like they just hook you in the last like five yeah. minutes to watch the next one. Um. So, well... I mean, I feel like just to preface this, if you haven't watched the finale yet, where what are you what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you've probably Come been spoiled later. already. But, you know, True. we'll probably we won't get like too deep into it, but I mean, obviously we'll probably talk some spoilers. So, you know, skip yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like you know how I like to sometimes when we're watching shows that are kind of complex, I like to go and like read recaps of each episode yeah. like before we go to the next one. I did not do that no. for the show because I did not want to be spoiled. spoiled. For the finale, since we were watching it after. After the fact. So. Um, so I've probably forgotten everything that happened, even though I watched it five days I ago. I feel like I'm, like, way more invested in, like, this season for some reason than last season. I'm, like, I, I feel like, I think in the first season, I feel like they gave you all these characters. And I don't feel like a lot of them were very likable. Like, they didn't make any of them likable in the first season. Other than, like, I, <laughs> well, okay, let me say. I feel like the staff, it's, like, the, because I feel like in the first season, the way it was set was it was like the rich people are always gonna like screw over like the working class people right and like it's like Mm -hmm. about colonialism and like the people of the island and like the the, and I feel like all the rich people got out and you like didn't but I feel like you didn't like any of them you know like it was kind of (laughs) like all the people you liked were like the spa manager and Armand and like all these people Mm -hmm. that got screwed over basically um yeah I feel like in this one I feel like it was a little bit more of, like, happy – it was kind of like – I feel like they made the rich people, even though they were rich, like, more likable. I feel like you could kind of, like, relate to people and their problems a little bit more with – that's my opinion – in season two. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like you like 
personally, I liked more of the characters in season two than I did in season one. Um, and then I feel like it wasn't this whole, like, the the people of Italy and the workers got screwed over. It was kind of like, they had a, like, I feel like lots of people had, like, happy endings other than, you know. Yeah. Tanya, I guess. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I'm trying to remember, like, you know, Jack and I, when we, like, watch shows that we, like, talk about it at the end, and we both kind of agreed that while we liked this season, what we enjoyed most about the last season was all of the hotel, mm-hmm. like, employees and characters and the storylines. Maybe not necessarily how they ended, yeah. but, like, and that imbalance mm-hmm. and how, obviously, it's, like, you know, putting a microscope on that. And this season essentially had, like, none of that. Like, you know, we had the hotel manager character and she, you know, had her own storylines and stuff. But I mean, I loved it. I don't know. Maybe it was just like so Italian. Oh my gosh. She, it like, was so funny. Everything she said, it was so blunt. It was hilarious. Like not mean, but just yeah, blunt. It was so blunt. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. But also like we didn't have, you know, with uh, season one with like Armand, it was like, you know, he was always, someone was always needing something mm-hmm. from him. So he's always like, oh, like, we'll get that right to you. And you could feel that, like, sense of, like, building, like, anxiety and tension, building, building, building. Or, like, the scenes we always talk about we love where it's like he's, you know, doing the rounds at the dinner service and all that stuff. And we almost don't – we don't get any interaction of any of the employees, really, with the um, guests at Mm -hmm. the hotel this time that are like that because a lot of the focus was on those two girls. Yeah. Yeah. instead of the employees so it was a choice yeah i mean i feel like in the first season you're supposed <laughs> I kinda to kind of missed i kind of missed that element of like the interaction obviously it's like you can't do exactly yeah. the same thing but i did kind of miss a little bit of that element of like the interaction where you know or like in the first episode the one guy has like lost luggage or whatever mm-hmm. and jack was like is this going to be another like, like the room with the view the situation suite. with this lost luggage yeah the pineapple suite and i was like i don't know i was like i mean I was like, good point. Like, I had for, kind of forgotten about that. I was like, but they also have where they go into the room. And they're like, look at the view. It's, yeah, amazing. it's amazing. I feel like. As like a potentially as an Easter egg nod to that. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the airline will be, thing will yeah, be. But it, it wasn't, wasn't really. because they're like, we're rich as hell. We'll just go buy new yeah, clothes. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I feel like in the first season, you're really supposed to relate to the hotel workers and like just like yeah. anyone that's worked retail or anything like customer service mm. like you get it you got it yeah i feel like in this one they gave you more little like i feel like they gave you more little nuggets to relate to with the like the guests like i feel like you had the couple or the two couples and you feel like you always you like immediately are like oh i know this couple like i've ever interact with either of these couples right and you like kind of mm. see little elements of like your relationship probably good and bad and like the different couples reflected as the season goes on yeah I mean, it also was like definitely we were joking a few times here and there about it's definitely like the Americanness of it all. It's like you're so rich, but you're Americans. So you're gonna go to this like idyllic place and never leave. The oh, resort. that was insane to me. I was like, you're in Italy and you're never, eating at the restaurant. Like, you like never every ever time. Leave. Every night, I, literally every scene, they were like, "Yeah, our last dinner." And me and Jack are just like thinking, we're like, all the pizzas and pastas <laughs> they could have had made by someone's grandma in the local like you know restaurant down the road like just wild i'm like only like a few characters even like left the hotel it was just they didn't go wine tasting i guess we were so annoyed we were just like "Ah," because we love italy so much so we were just like yeah but it's just like again i mean that's really like the americanness of it all last time jack and i went on a trip to athens last spring and one day after going to the acropolis we were at like you know one of the local lunch places like right there so like lots of tourists 
and literally the most like annoying American couple sat next to us and I was just like we are not the same we are not the same (laughs) they were loud they were so annoying they were just like ordering things that it was chaos he didn't know what he was ordering but then was like complaining about it not to the staff but like to his wife and I mean when they left or he was talking about they were going to some dinner and he was like well you know like the concierge will just book it like they were those people Mm -hmm. staying at that type of hotel where it's just like you know whoever they're traveling with they're like no they'll book it like blah blah it'll be fine it'll be fine which I'm like, whatever. I mean, when they left to pay, he did without like this wad of like at least like a thousand euros just in a wad out of his pocket. So I was like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. But I was like, we are not the same. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. A... <laughs> I was like, I'm over here trying to be like a cogni- incognito, like, yeah, talk it was quietly ridiculous. and softly. It's not that realistic. I don't think that they wouldn't have left, but <laughs> I, do, I did see a thing that felt like. I think it is though. Like, I mean, people go to resorts and they don't leave. Yeah, I guess, the, yeah, if I'm in Sicily, I'm definitely exploring, like, the food. But um, I did see a thing that talked about how they felt like the season focused a lot on toxic masculinity and how it kind of, like, shows in different, like, generations, like, especially with the three, mm-hmm. the three, you know, the guys that were together. Because you had, like, the grandpa yeah. who was, like, I feel like of his day, like, more overtly, you know, like, obviously he's, like, hitting on the yeah. ladies, making them all uncomfortable, like, clearly, like, outwardly cheating on his wife when she was alive. And then you had, like, yep. the the whatever dad character who is also cheating on his wife, but does it, like, tries to do it more secretly, you know, or, like, behind the thing, mm-hmm. but it obviously got caught. And then you have the son who's trying to go so opposite in the other direction that it's, like, <laughs> this, like, savior. He's done a full, he's done a full 360. It's like tox- he's gone so it's far. It's, like, toxic masculinity <laughs> in, like, a savior way, and it's, like. Yep, and he's like, "Oh, I'm the nice he's guy." Like, but I'm a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm the nice guy. So you should sleep with me or whatever, you know. And it's like, yeah. So I thought that was interesting, and obviously you had the toxic masculinity between like the two, whatever the guys and the couple, and like you know, like one is like, mm-hmm. "Well, I I'm rich, so I like should be, and I'm a rich guy, so I should be able to do what I want, and I'm gonna like take what I want, yep. and this like, and it, it that whole." Thing with like Aubrey Plaza's character and her husband I was like are you even do you are you even jealous because like you love your wife or are you just jealous because <laughs> like do you care now because like just cause, someone else yeah. is trying to take her you know it's like look at the mm. I feel like look at it Ethan like yeah yeah um who did you guys think was going to well okay back to the Italy Blaine Blunt like we were in on it when like the immediately first scene when the manager shows up and the other guy from the resort is like, someone has died on the beach. She's like, oh, it's okay. He's like, you don't understand. There's multiple guests that are dead. And she's like, how many? He's like, a few. And it was just like such like, a few. <laughs> and also loved when they were getting on the Vespa and the Italian, the manager was like taking a picture. And she's like, who do I look like? And she's like, Beba da Pig. <laughs> I was like, I know. oh my God. I, I love know. the bluntness of the Italians. It's so okay. funny. But anyways, who did you guys did you guys have a theory on who was gonna die? I mean, I think we didn't for a while Jack's theory was like the of the like with the two couples mm-hmm. that it was gonna be the, you know, more bluntly annoying yes. of the husbands. Yes. I don't know any characters' names. Like I think it was the one Cameron. not married to Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> that one. Um just because it was like um, but it was one of those things where we we're like, that's too much of a red herring. Like they're making the other character now. He's getting all like angry, and they have their little fight in the ocean yep. uh, and all that stuff. But Jack was like, oh, it could be him. Um, 
And then, you know, when the whole stuff started with um, What's-His-Face from, like, every British Regency movie. Oh, that, was that the, uh, the guy, the, the, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jennifer Coolidge's character. Um, Yeah, what is the actor's name? But yeah, I mean, he's in Prime Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always plays that same similar character. Um, where we're like, oh, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's him and that kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of who we were thinking towards the yeah. end. Because, you know. I mean, it became fairly obvious. Because we, we, we want good resolutions. <laughs> I think it became fairly obvious when she saw, like, the photo in the room or whatever. And it was like, yeah, okay. Okay, though, but we were watching that. And I was like, um, is that her husband in that photo? Because one of my, like, pet peeves. It's not really a pet peeve. It's just one of the things that I always find so hilarious, and I, so I always pay a lot of attention to it, is in movies and TV shows when they have, like, the fake oh, photos yeah. that they had to make of, like, you know, the teenager character that now is growing up, and it's, like, they have to make the fake photos of, like, them and their dead parent, like, yeah. you know, or whatever, and it's always just, like, the worst Photoshop, but I love it so much, um, and so I was, like, really zeroing in on that photo, and I was, like, is that her husband, and all this stuff, and I was, like, you know, we've had a lot of dialogue back and forth and you know hints dropped in like a cowboy and it's like he's from like montana or whatever you know in season one you kind of have to remember um and jack was just like no no like no way oh we went back and like paused it because i was like i was like i got the eyes i was like i got the my eyes always on the photos in a movie or a tv show like zoomed in on it and it was like but it was like so fast so you're like what and then it's like when they show when they zoom in on like a text or a phone or something and it's like wait i gotta pause it to read it because clearly this is important but i my eyes are not that good i can't see it from all the way across the room i can't see it um before we talk real quick like the the like payoff or whatever just gotta say clapping hands off to megan fahey from the bold type love her oh yeah so happy she's in this think she gave a spectacular performance i feel like she did so much with just like looks and like you know like absolutely great i hope i feel like there's talk of her you know like there's been like he's brought back characters or whatever and i feel like you could do that like maybe Mm -hmm. it's not even like someone from second comes with third but i feel like you do a four season and someone comes back from you know it's like because the idea is like white lotus resorts or whatever but i'd love to see her on like a girl's trip or something like let's see let's see daphne back yeah yeah, that would be fun. I liked her character a lot. Um, I feel like in the beginning yeah, she was like, her character you're was like, good. okay. But then as it went on, you're like, this is the only, she's like the most honest character on this show. Yeah. And I love it. Like she knows what's up and she's, as every time she's just like, I just do what I want to yeah. do and all this stuff. She's like, that's what I earn. That's what I deserve. I'm like, you go girl, yeah. you do it. But yeah, I love, I mean, I love that actress anyway from yeah. the bold type and whatnot. So I'm glad to see her in like, a, I know. you know, a very, a very prominent Exactly. Love to see show. it. Um, lots of eyes on her and stuff um it did crack me up the bit i feel like there were some people that didn't get it uh like didn't get the joke and also i had to kind of explain it to jack but the bit where she's talking to aubrey plaza's character about like you know the thing she does to you know whatever get by Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well you know i have a great trainer like you should also find a trainer and all this stuff um, and she's like, oh, here, yeah, he's, like, cute, and here, let me show you his photo, and then she show, <clears throat> shows her a photo of her kids, and Jack was like, what? And I was like, come on, bro, like, clearly she's saying that the trainer is the father of her kids. At least yeah. one of them, because she was like, he has blonde hair and blue eyes, and, yeah. like, one of the kids was, like, clearly, like, super blonde with blue eyes, so it's kind of like, maybe yeah. at least one of them is, you know? But it was, I saw, I think, um, 
uh, Rod on Instagram, like after that episode he had posted, and I didn't see it until yeah. after, I just saw it like the other day, um, had posted and it was like after that episode, so before the very finale. And it was like, you know, all this stuff and people are like, how are people not talking about you know, this thing or whatever. And there were so many comments being like, wait, that's what that was supposed to mean? I was like, oh my God. I feel like that's what's so great about the show is it's like so like layered. You know, there's like layers and like Mike White is like, like sneaks little things in and like the whole, like even the whole opening intro is like, you know, trying to figure out like what is the symbolism of the little drawing by like everyone's name and like how's it all going to play out, so... That's true. Oh, yeah, by everyone's name. I didn't think of that. I think Jack was just too distracted every time by the goat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, if you go through it now, it's, like, I feel like it's pretty, like, like, at the beginning, you're never, like, obviously sure, because, like, you don't know any of the characters, but it kind of feels like it kind of, like, rolls out, obviously, as it goes. So, for the last episode, we're like, okay, this one, this one, this one. Oh, it makes sense. Interesting. I'm going to go back and rewatch rewatch it. it. Speaking of the the opening credits, I mean, I know you were like, oh, the, you know, season two remix is such a bop, but... I feel like I did enjoy that it was like kind of a fun new bop, but I feel like it, and I texted you this too, that it didn't have like the same like crescendo hit as like the season yeah, one I mean, one where it just got the really season one. and then just like, but yeah, it just like was so good. I feel like they got to like, I guess if they're going to like keep the main underlying theme and like try to edit it every year, which it seems like that's what they're doing, they got to do something. So I guess it yeah. was like, True. I mean, granted, I feel like either it's such an insane idea that like this theme song for a tv show is such a bop i feel like in any form it's like a bop <laughs> like and by the way he was well, on I... my raft again like for this year so anyways <laughs> but but i mean we spent two weeks in hawaii driving around listening True. to the white lotus soundtrack True. with like no one else in our family realizing that that's what we we're listening to the yeah. whole time but would we do that if we went to italy and like would we no, do that no, with no, this probably season not soundtrack? it doesn't have the same no, i don't think so but no. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think obviously the big mega, mega spoilers ahead, but obviously the big death ended up being Jennifer Coolidge, our queen, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. It just, oh, I was so disappointed. It's so hilarious to me. Like, this is like the perfect death for her. It was like, she somehow takes out like four guys with her eyes closed. And then she yep. stupidly, I was like, girl, if you're going to, okay, first of all, how do you think someone got up there? From that boat. There's clearly a ladder somewhere. Second of all. I know. Literally the whole time. I was just like, take off your shoes. And also, and you've Jack killed everyone like, on the boat. Like a ladder down the side? Like, you've killed everyone yeah, on the boat. Jack, well, yeah, except the, except the driver or whatever. Yeah, he's not going to do anything. Well, Jack, was even, Jack was even like, just climb down the back and like swim. Or like, jump in the, in the water boat. and then get onto the boat. Like, why would you try to jump directly yeah. onto the boat? Like, Ugh. so she, she stupidly tries to jump onto the boat. Like, this little dinghy boat that to like escape and then she hits her whatever and falls in the water and dies yeah. it was it... slips and yeah she like slips and flips and hits her head and then she's the dead body that um the other character had found in episode yeah. one i guess it's one of those things where it, to me it's not necessarily that her character died or like how she died it's like the over the overall injustice of it all because obviously it's like by that point we know before her character even realize it it's like you know at least to me as a viewer i'm like okay that was definitely her husband in the photo. Something sketchy is going on. They've talked about the prenup and how it's like, well, if they get divorced, like, he doesn't get anything. And it's like, well, obviously, if she dies, yeah. then probably he gets everything. So I think my question is, like, something super sketchy is going yeah. on. At first, I was, like, very down with her assistant. Um, Portia. Like, hooking up with that other oh. dude just because I was like, I was like, he has, like, much better energy. <laughs> like, you know, at yeah. first he was giving off, giving off 
way less lame energy than the other like the i'm a nice guy guy which is like the worst but of course that like went into a tailspin well let me just say Um, though yeah i did read i did read an article that talked about how it was like such a perfect character death for her character because in the end it was you know her character was always very like paranoid Mm -hmm. um or just like had theories about things and no one ever believed her because they thought she was just like this dumb yeah rich ditzy lady um and so in the end it's like it's like her character is vindicated because the plot that she thinks is happening is actually actually what's happening. happening um yeah I'm just sad because, I mean, you know, we loved her character and stuff. And also, it's like she's worth, you know... I didn't realize... I mean, I knew she was rich, but I didn't realize how rich. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, if we needed to, like... Yes, I love her, I love her character, but it's like, would we want to, like, continually see that in, like, every White Lotus? I would have liked she survived, but I think here's what I don't understand about the whole thing, right? Is, at first, I was like, okay, the prenup is... He doesn't get anything unless she cheats because I was convinced that like the whole thing with the gays mm. where like they were trying to like set her up and like record her cheating. Yeah. It was like why would you go through why it's kind of like why did you have this whole thing? Like why did you yeah. bring in this Seems Italian like guy? Like, I feel like it, it was not a good plan. It was kind of like I don't understand. I feel like you could have like if if the whole point was just to, like have her die, like I feel like you could have done that in mm. multiple times. Like you know, like you didn't have to have this elaborate yeah like subplot so i guess like my question is like was that the plan the entire time to kill her or was like there's some other part of the prenup that like allowed for cheating that you're just trying to catch her cheating and then like whatever you know hmm. um and then also we don't know portia okay first of all her outfits were insane like most insane outfits <laughs> um but i got so annoyed with her after like she basically got kidnapped because i was like girl you've had so many opportunities yeah. to flee this situation like yeah, before her phone got stolen, she had a phone. She could have, like, I'm sure she could have paid to get to wherever she needed to go, and Tanya would have paid her back. Like, yeah, it was just like, sure. I was so annoyed by that. I was thinking that. I was like, girl, don't let yourself get taken to a secondary location. Yeah. Like, I know. It just it just became, like, an almost over-the-top, like, comedy of errors to try and, like, wrap it up to get to that ending. Yeah. It was almost, like, too too much in in that span of, like, one episode. I don't know if it's like just the true crime person in me, but I'm like, girl, you got to get out of this. Like the second he passes out, <laughs> like you have an opportunity. He's passed out. He's drunk. Get out of there. Like, yeah, yeah. He was super. Yeah, drunk, exactly. So easily could have gotten get away. Get the hell out of there. But anyways, we leave. We leave. Um, Italy. We leave White Lotus. Where? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's disappointing to me is that I don't necessarily think we needed her character to be in future seasons but i would have liked her character to just you know go off into a happy sunset ending where she gets to be vindicated and still be a like half a billionaire yeah (laughs) she also did really screw over what's her name in season one not that i'm saying she should die because of that but it's like also i was reading something where i guess in season one she said something about like i've had like almost every experience or whatever except for like you know death or something like that you know so it's like kind of this like mm, interesting tie-in i also feel like because of obviously the lead up to like this bit with her character it almost was like we didn't get as many like quirky scenes no but she's already been memified like got, with the gays she's like these gays are trying to kill like me we, i know it's like we got some like we got the bit like her having the like the italian day on the vespa yeah. and stuff but 
season one was just so good because she was like traveling solo. So it was like her crashing, like her interacting with the other guests where in this one, she didn't interact with any of the other guests. Oh, I also like, there's a whole like time where like, you know, in the first season she scattered her mom's, the whole point of her trip was like scatter her mom's ashes in the ocean Mm -hmm. and then she dies in the other, you know, it's like, there's a little, I feel like, I feel like Mike White has a master plan, but. Even Jack was like, you know, because they dropped more of her backstory in this one. Jack was like, wait a second. I need to know more about this. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm ready for season three. I wish. Yeah, I'm curious where I'll, you know, where the other future resorts will be. I hear, and like what countries they'll I be I heard in. that the, they're lying maybe like Asia for season three. I was thinking we I need think like some sort of ski vibe. Like a, I feel like we've done a lot of sunny weather mm, but i feel like places. it's probably easier to convince actors to come film for two months in somewhere that's nice than somewhere that's snowy that's just that's probably true um so it'll be interesting did you know that mike white the creator of white lotus was on survivor no he tested on survivor so he ran on survivor um so they were talking i watched this video about like breaking down like things like i guess a couple people like there's a guy from his season that was in season one there was, like, the two ladies that um, Megan funny. Fahey's character is talking to at the beginning that are on, like, Beachwood from mm-hmm. this season. And I guess, like, on a lot of seasons oh. of Survivor, they'll arrive by boat and the whole thing is, like, they're, like, <laughs> assessing the competition, you know? And, like, so that's kind of, yeah. like, potentially a tie-in to, like, how he has everyone arrive on a boat, which doesn't make any sense because yeah. it's, like, that's not how people, like, I feel like unless you're on an island, <laughs> you don't need to get there by boat. It seems kind of, like... Yeah. Also, a uh, special shout out to uh, Luke from Emily in Paris. Oh yeah, I totally said that to Jack. I was like, he's from Emily in Paris, and mm-hmm. that's what I said yeah. to Jack too. Jack's like, I don't he's care. Like, okay, <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, love Aubrey Plaza. She's always good. Yeah, I feel like if I had to like cut like you know ranking storylines like top to bottom, I feel like for me the like. You know, even when you're watching a lot of shows like this, sometimes you, like, kind of zone yeah. out a little bit here and there. The whole storyline with, like, the three the three generations yeah, of the I beach mean, and the like... family. That one was kind of, like, lackluster to me. And then the ending where she, like, her Portia, Tanya's assistant, doesn't even know that I know. Tanya I was is like, dead. Uh... Because she doesn't have her phone. But then she's, like, talking to the dude again. I'm just like, ugh, eye roll. I feel like... At some point, you're going to get questioned, girl. Your boss dies, yeah. and you just disappear. I did read an interview that Mike White, that he did with, uh, um, oh, I forget who it was with, but it was basically talking about, because people were like, well, what do you think will have happened? And it's like, well, with that many dead bodies, there's probably, like, it probably will at some, you know, the international yeah, it's investigative like, groups are definitely going to tra- easily trace that back to Gary. Like, But also, it's like your assistant just like disappears like and it's like she had a room yeah. at the hotel and she just has disappeared without a trace and it's like girl you're not getting yeah. out of this is like you're just being very like, blasé the hotel people would have known blasé about yeah, it the hotel people would have known that they were there together but obviously she just got dropped at the airport so. yeah it's so weird um weird. oh wait one more quick thing we think that daphne and ethan when they went to the island right it went down on the island Oh, yeah, that was the last thing that we were curious about, too. Or, like, or was it even real? Because he was having all those, like, visions Mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's, like, you know, was it real to a certain point? And then he's just having, like, one of his weird anger Mm -hmm. visions or something. I don't know. I think think it, I mean, it definitely went down to a certain extent. I don't know if it went, like. Yeah. That was the whole thing, too, you know, with um, the one 
you know, the British gay, the lead gay, <laughs> telling lead the gay. tale of, like, the woman dying off yeah. the, you know, island and stuff. I really thought we were going to, like, get more of a scene on the island from somebody, but... Nope. Too many red little, herrings. Yeah, that's a little... Whatever's... Um, yep. Yeah. It's like, these gays are trying to kill me. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that's... That's that's White Lotus. Yeah, it was good. It had it just had a different vibe. It yeah, didn't have a different vibe in sure. season one, but it was still good. Yeah, I'm ready for season three. I'm excited. I feel like I hope Mike White can keep it going because I feel like he's had two two successful seasons. Um, yep. But it's like, can he keep telling good stories? I don't know. And it's also like getting so. people to like be entertained by watching like rich people go on vacation. So I mean that's. I feel like, you know how we joke on Emily in Paris that's just, like, Darren, Chris, like, trying to get to Paris? An excuse. Yeah. I think that's what Mike White is like. I just want to, like, continually, like, go to awesome places and stay at Four Seasons Resorts. How do I do that? Yeah. You know what would be good? Would be, like, I mean, they kind of did it with um, Hawaii a bit, where it's, like, a hot place and, like, warm weather. But they should go to, like, Australia or something. Mm. Because I feel like you could do – because can't you imagine – then the hotel they're staying at would be like in Sydney or something, but they have like a day excursion to like the outback, yeah. quote unquote. And it's like, you know, that would be hilarious. I was thinking they could do one like, like, you know, your day, your day out with like a native, a native, like a local experience. Yeah, I was thinking they And should... then you'd have like see, scenes with like a kangaroo or something. Yeah. I was thinking they should do like an African safari like a... because I feel like you could yeah, have like it's... a big game hunter <laughs> and like there's like probably yeah. lots of uh, stories you could tell there, I would guess. Like, yeah. Yeah, that kind of is very similar, where it's like, yeah, you know, we have a, the authentic <laughs> experience. I mean, look, there's like 54 seasons or something, or no, more than that. I feel like there's a lot of four seasons, so if they keep having four seasons, they can just travel the world, I suppose. Yeah. As many times he can write a story. Um, yeah, lots of options. But, all right, well, that was our White Lotus talk. Probably went a little longer than I was we were planning, but it's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, worth talking about. For sure. Good season. Lots happened. Lots that we didn't even talk about. I know, about, there's so. so much. I mean, I'd say if you haven't, well, I assume if you're still listening, you've watched it. <laughs> um, but if you haven't, you know, if you're at this point and you skip past all the spoilers, suggest highly watching season one and two of White Lotus if you if you missed it. Yeah. Um. So now, with the most graceful of pivots, yeah. we uh, will be, you know, wrapping mm-hmm. up. For Christmas, mm-hmm. our final Christmas movie yep. of the season, because once again this year there just were not many. It's not been like other years we've had like two, three a I week. I know. I feel like choose from. It's been like there's one. been a couple. Where that have it's been, been like it's been a stretch. Sprinkled like last minute here, but I was like, ah, you gotta. Like they're not. Nobody's advertising them. You know, there's no hype. Yeah, there's no hype. There's no hype. I feel like people are not in the Christmas spirit so this, this year. I don't know. Kind no. of myself included, honestly, I mean, but. I mean, yeah, as I was gonna say, I mean, I understand that because let's see, we finally, you know, finished our Christmas tree yesterday. Um, let's see, Jack put the tree together three Wednesdays ago <laughs> um, while I was at a Girl Guides meeting. Uh, and then the following Wednesday after that, he put the lights on <laughs> while I was at a Girl Guides meeting. <laughs> or no, he did that while I was in Germany. Okay. And then um, I was like, okay, I'll basically all week, each night, I was like, oh, I got to, like, do the ornaments. Well, watch a White Lotus, and then I'll do some ornaments. Nope. Uh, I took the ornaments down on, like, Wednesday and put some up on Friday. 
and then I was tired because I'm still getting over a cold. Um, I put up all the big ones, and then I was like, well, I was going to do the wooden ornaments this year because we only did baubles last year, but I'm too lazy to hang up all those tiny ones, so let's just do the baubles, the rest. And I got Jack to help me because I was like, I'm tired. Help me. I feel like we didn't <laughs> So we finished it yesterday. do anything. We didn't take out. I was like, just in time, just in time for Christmas. It will be up. I actually do enjoy having it because it gets dark at fucking 3 yeah. o'clock. So it's nice having the tree come on with lights. It provides more lights and ambiance when I'm working in the living room. Um, so it'll be up. We'll take the ornaments off, but it'll probably be up until the end of February. Um, yeah, we were like, we don't want to take out all the decorations. I mean, for like multiple reasons. So we had yep. this a couple years ago when we did not go home because we were, you know, it was COVID times and we like ended up going to a mm-hmm. desert year. We had found this little cactus, like <laughs> I love Christmas it. tree. I love so it. We have like our table in our living room area, like kitchen table, whatever dining table, and so we just have that. I bought these like little gnome guys at Target, so I had those in front, and then Cute. and then like all the Christmas cards we're getting. I just, so I just made a little tablescape, and that's our Christmas. I love it. That's setup. great. We've done nothing else. Yeah, yeah. and also we've got because we won't have like we won't have presents to put under the tree or anything. So I've got like a kind of like door stopper gnome thing where it's one of those things where you can only see his yeah. nose, and it's like a hat with like um you know beard and whatnot and then we also have a nutcracker stand they're like standing guard in front yeah. of the tree we have some like outdoor animals made of wood but they're up all year round so they're not really because they're on the very yeah. top shelf of our cabinet because we have nowhere else to put them so i was like should we t- take them down and make a little like woodland yeah. scape on the floor and jack just said no no, no. <laughs> well i mean I was like all right christmas fair. is also ruined because minted is ruining our christmas cards that we were gonna send no yeah. Um, so everyone else apparently used some other company and got us their Christmas cards, but like we ordered ours in November. Hashtag still have not Vista Print. Hey, Vista Print. <laughs> hey, Vista Print. Want to so if anyone's us? listening to this and you think you might should have gotten a Christmas card from us, not that we we have not really done Christmas cards in like years, but we we're like let's do them this year, and then yeah, uh, we've been screwed over. Um, so you may get a card. It may say Happy Holidays, but it'll be like you know way after Christmas, and I apologize for that, and it's Minted's fault. It's not our fault. Yeah. I mean, well, speaking of cards, so, like, in the UK, Royal Mail is on strike, so, like, periodically, so things are coming at weird intervals, whatever. Like, we don't get that much mail, that that much mail, so it's not a big deal, except I ordered contacts on December 1st um, to the point where they should have arrived, like, two days later, and it was... It was like over a week later, and I had to contact the company. I emailed them, and then they the guy called me back and was like, yeah, so we've contacted Royal Mail, and they haven't even scanned in the, oh my God. Par- like the any of the parcels in the bag of parcels that your contacts are in, so we're going to overnight you, like, a month's supply. Oh, my God. Because I was like, cool, because I have one pair left. Like, Yeah. I've been rocking my glasses a lot, trying to save these, like, last few pairs. Um, so those ones made it, but I literally just che- checked just now, so it's been 18 days, and it finally updated, saying, we scanned it. Like, we've got it, <laughs> instead of the thing being like, We've been notified that it's on our way to us. I'm like, yeah, I've been sitting in that warehouse for three weeks, but temperature control, it'll be fine. But anyways, because of the mail situation on Friday, I guess it was, we actually got some mail. And, you know, I got two Christmas cards and Jack got three Christmas cards Mm. because one of them wasn't addressed to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I honestly thought, I don't know what was happening in my brain, but I just saw that the card said, Dr. and Mrs. Warren. It did say J. Warren, but I literally, in my brain, I was like, oh, like, why did your parents send us a card? 
even because my brain registered that as his parents return address like doctor and mrs yeah. warren i'm like yeah that's your parents like why did your parents send us a card we're gonna see them in a week and he's like i don't know that's weird <laughs> but i forgot in the uk you put the return address on the back uh. but so my brain just processed so then i looked at it and i was like oh wait this isn't from your like from your parents to themselves like i don't know my brain was just not you know i just blame it on the cold medicine it's fine but yeah i was like I, I like your um, thing that you told me where if that happens, you just asked him to open it. So, you know, you're not illegally exactly. opening someone else's mail. Or I say, I should are you okay if I open this your piece of mail? Technically, it's not to me. I love it. I was like, not only, I'm like, and they have, so it was actually in the end, it was from his like aunt and uncle or whatever that he doesn't even know. I've never met. And they send us, they send us like a first anniversary mm-hmm. gift and they'll send us cards periodically. Um, so they have sent me like a birthday card with my, well, it says Sarah Warren, but still, yeah. at least it has the first name, right? <laughs> so I was like, cool. I was like, apparently I don't exist. Uh, and so we were laughing about it. And I was like, they might as well just, uh, Jack, I forget what he said. He was like, they could have just wrote, they could have wrote like Jack and wife. I was like, yeah, Jack and guest, uh, Jack and spouse. Mm-hmm. Or he was like, yeah, Jack and spouse. I was like, yeah, Jack and that foreign lady, TFL like for sure. Whoever. I don't know. <laughs> whoever. That girl. Yeah, that person you live with. So we were laughing about it for a little bit. It was very funny. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting... But yeah, don't do that, folks. Just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't understand. Uh, because they've sent us mail not addressed like that before, so I just didn't understand. I was like, what is... I was like, why are we, like, reverting even further back? I feel like I kind of take... I'm cool, I'm cool if you want to call me Sarah Warren, even though that's not my yeah. name, but close enough. Or just put, like, the Warrens. Like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's what I try to do Well, when I was, like... It's the, it's the massive erasure of like calling me mrs jack warren i'm like fuck no yeah it's like (laughs) that's what makes me mad i feel like um i typically would probably go with like because i don't know what everyone's status is and you know if you want to change your name that's fine but i usually go with like and then there's kids involved so i usually go like the whatever family but then like if i know that someone has specifically not changed their name i will address it to Mm -hmm. both of them but i was just working on that for our christmas cards obviously um yeah, but you know, I try to be careful. I don't want to like because often I'll get. And what I was gonna say is like I feel like if it's like relatives, like we don't really know, like we don't talk to. I, I try to not like let it irk me too much. They're from a different yeah. generation, but it's like when it's people that are like our age, I'm like I feel like you should like know better than that, like or just like try. Yeah, and... luckily I I don't think I've ever gotten one from someone our age. So yeah, to sh- shout out to our millennial uh, listeners. Like, this segment is not for you because you already generally know not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone our age, but it's like, yeah. Just like, or if you're not sure, just check what my name says on Facebook, and that's correct. That's what I That's what do. I say. I'm like, literally, fa- that's why Facebook exists, like, to check if people have changed their names, right? And then if I wasn't sure, like, I would ask you, like... I still search people by their name that I knew yeah. them as in college, right? So it shows up, and it's like, okay, they did change their last name. Cool, cool. And again, it's like, I'm not trying Good, to... because throw... I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone that chose to change their name. I, great. Good for you. I don't care. No. But I'm just saying, like, you got to respect my decision not no. to change my name. I'm, I'm throwing shade at the addressing of mm-hmm. someone by the name of their partner... And just, like, erasing their own existence. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That just makes me mad. Yeah, well, welcome. I feel like I've been complaining about this for years. But anyways. Yep. 
Yeah. But that's Christmas, so, so not really in the Christmas mood for multiple reasons. Um, also, just, like, really <laughs> stressful time at work, and I'm just, like, so ready for a break. Um, but we did watch a Christmas movie last... Well, okay, I'm going to say... You can't... Nobody can see my hands other than Sarah, but I'm going to say Christmas movie in quotes. <laughs> I feel like we were yeah, misled yeah. by the fact that this is a Christmas Man, movie. Man, I've been misled. I, I also listened... I listened to an audiobook for a Christmas book um, this week while I was working. I got it from the library, so I had to listen to it real quick. And it was, like, recommended five stars to me by so many people, and it's from a series that I really like, and it fell into the same trap that we always talk about, where it's, is this a Christmas mm-hmm. book or movie? Or is it a story that just happens to be happening at Christmas? And I was so peeved because I was like, y'all promised me five stars. I was like, the audiobook narrator gets five stars. The storyline gets three stars because I never give anything less than three unless it's really terrible. Yeah. Um, I was like, because I'm nice. I feel like, okay, so I feel like we've been starting I was all... Like, I've been lied to. So what we're ta- <laughs> the movie we're talking about, which we did preview last time, was something from Tiffany's. Yeah. It was on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime. We decided to watch this over... The, the, I think there's another Netflix Christmas movie, but it seemed like kind of more serious. They so were like, yeah, not really the vibes. Yeah, that one seemed for. like a mega downer. Yeah, so we went with this one. Um, but I feel like we've always been starting off with do, or maybe we've ended with it. I can't remember because it's been so long since we recorded. But like, how would we rank this on a scale of Christmas? Like, true. I know that's well, that we did that last week and we were like, why haven't we done this before? Yeah. On a scale of Christmas, like one, a zero to ten. Yeah. It's a yeah, one. it's like a one. Yeah, a one. We'll give it a one. If anything, you could call it a New Year's Eve. True. Movie. I feel like it, it's like kind you... of more New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, but I feel like the because this storyline could have happened at any time of the year. Like there was no reason for it to be happening at Christmas, other than like they gave the gifts. Yeah, it could have been Valentine's Day. Could have been Valentine. It could have been Valentine's Day. It could have been birthday. It could have been any time. Yeah, any time. Now I. I did enjoy the movie, but it, I say it was not a Christmas movie. Like, it was in no way a Christmas movie. Yeah, if no. you're watching this movie... Zero percent. To have Christmas cheer or spirit, watch something else. Go watch the other two movies we yeah, talked about. Don't. Like, those are way more Christmassy. Even those I didn't feel like were Agreed. that Christmassy either, but... No. Comparatively, comparatively those are tens. Yeah. Ten, out ten, ten out of ten Christmas. Um, okay, well, let's we'll dive into the movie. Um, but it stars... Uh, I never know how to say her last name. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because it's Zoe Deutsch, Deutsch is what I would yes, say. Yes, that's what I would say as well. We're going to say that's okay. what it is. We'll just go with that. And Tim's like, why we'll do I that. know her? And I'm like, well, like, she's from that vampire movie I, like, kind of made you watch part of, because I wanted you to compare it to the TV <laughs> show that I made you watch. Um, I was like, and she's also Leah Thompson's daughter, like, mm-hmm. and I have something to say oh, about a topic we were talking about during white lotus like when we get to i guess later in the movie but so anyways we've got her um as like our guess our main character you've got shay mitchell from pretty little liars who had to be like that's pretty little mm-hmm. liar and the best was that one jack wasn't he was on the couch while i was watching it he was like watching something on and off on his phone or whatever but there was a scene that Shay Mitchell was in, and Jack's like, why do I know her? I was like, well, I mean, she's, like, a very famous actress. But, of course, I start naming, I'm like, I mean, you wouldn't know her from this, but, like, Pretty Little Liars, or she's in that, like, thriller show, You. And he was like, no, no. He's like, Dollface. Dollface yeah. I was like, ah, yes. yes. I was like, but I also appreciate the fact that, like, he watched yeah, that with totally. me. Yeah, so. totally. Um, and, so that's why he knows there is great. I was like, that's great. And I also great. said, she's the, the owner. Millennial marriage yeah, right there. I said, she's the owner <laughs> of the suitcase 
like company that I just bought a couple suitcases from. He's like, oh, okay. So anyway, she's in it, and then the guy, I recognize him. So he's been in, um, he was in How to Get Away with Murder, okay. which I know you haven't watched. But he was I've also part of it, in, but I don't think, I think, I don't remember him from that, so maybe it was like a season I didn't watch. He was also in Vampire Diaries. Was he? I'm trying to remember what he was bit, from Vampire Diaries. Bit. Okay. Um, but I don't know what you Let would me know him from. really quick. I mean, I know his he's face He's been in other stuff sure. too, but. I was like, oh, that guy. I, I can't think of. Yeah. He's been in. Oh, he's in Insecure. Okay, that's what I thought. Well. I was like, I feel like I've seen him in Insecure. Yeah. Um, that's it. I can't get my phone to load. But anyways, um, the main guy is from Insecure. The other guy, who cares? He doesn't matter if his character sucks. Um, Kendrick <laughs> Sampson is the lead actor guy's name. We have Shay Mitchell from Pretty Liars and the other guy's name, Ray Nicholson, but doesn't matter. And then we have um, the best friends who are cool. Jonica T. Yeah, Gibbs I like them. and her wife, Javinica Leslie. I'll name their character names. Yeah, I was like, can I get a movie about I know, them? They're Thank more you. interesting. But I agree. Okay, so you have we open up on New York, New York at Christmas time. Um, and we have the opening scene at Tiffany's, and we have uh, Kendrick Sampson's character with his daughter buying an engagement ring. And um Yep. Because I mean, the one Christmas trope that they do hit is that it's a widower with a kid. I know. I was literally like, okay, at the beginning I said another single and I put in question mark widow dad. And then, so I told that to Tim. I was like, literally every movie we watch has a widow dad. And he's like, oh yeah. This this year, this year, every single and one. And so then later when they have the scene where they're in the little pop-up shop and he's talking about his, their, him and his wife used to make bread and she's like, Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, it's confirmed. Widower confirmed. It had not been confirmed until now. <laughs> so apparently. I didn't even question it. I was just, just like, yep. <laughs> but yep. She must be dead. There's no amicable divorces. <laughs> the only reasonable. And then, that's the only reasonable explanation. Yeah. Um, So I feel like this movie was really like an LA versus New York story. It, it, re- it really was like, a, a, should, we should look into the writers in production. I was like, are they. New York natives, because it really was like an ode to New York and LA I did, like, I did appreciate, though, I feel like there are movies and TV shows where they're like, they didn't have it be like, oh my god, I love New York. I love New York, too. My fiance hates New York. And it was kind of like, but New York's so magical and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I feel like at least they didn't yeah. go that far. But yeah, it definitely was no. like, you know, had him walking and enjoying New York. But it wasn't like, even though I did love Shay Mitchell's character when she's like, She's, oh, she good. hated New York. I was like, clearly, she's like, oh, the smells yeah. and the rats and the whatever, and the people. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and the snow and the cold. I was like, yeah, I feel yeah. yeah. I was like, after having to deal with snow here for like over a week, I'm like, I agree. So anyways, we're in Tiffany's. He's buying an engagement ring. Um, then we have this other character come in and buy like earrings or something. Like, Yeah. And then they how okay can we just start this dude with like whatever no money is not affording any single pair of earrings from tiffany's point blank because that was the whole thing about his character was just like broke like broke five broke so it's like yeah he even does not four hundred dollars on a pair of earrings or whatever it's pretty yeah yeah anyways so he leaves and then like we see this scene where he like gets hit by a cab or something and then the other guy goes up. I love when the entire movie, they're like, thank you for what you did for Gary or whatever. It's like, he did nothing. He just ran over and was like, are you okay? Yeah. And then the police and the paramedics yeah, he didn't do anything. He came even, in. He even asked another guy. Yeah, he asked a guy to, like, call 911 or whatever. And the guy was like, oh, the ambulance is right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm like, 
Like, he didn't he do did anything. He did nothing other than cause a problem that reverberated through the entire movie. So, basically, yeah. when he gets knocked on the ground, the Tiffany bag goes flying, the guy comes over to help, they switch bags. It's your typical, like, the bags have been Classic. switched. Nobody, you know, nobody... I feel like if I had just bought an engagement ring, I would maybe look at that engagement ring at some point before I, like, pop the question, but I guess it's, like, all wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, check it, like, a hundred times. It's, like, all wrapped up in a <laughs> Tiffany's bag. So, anyways, so it keeps going, whatever. Zoe, Zoe Deutsch's character meets, they're at the hospital, the dad and the girl come to check on the guy, and then they meet, and she's like, oh, if you're ever, you know, by my restaurant or whatever, come stop by for a thank you. So anyways, and then we get the funny scene where she finds the Tiffany's box. She's like, oh my god, like, is this going to be an engagement ring? I mean, I feel like it plays out pretty much like you anticipate it's going to play out. Like, 100%. You've got, and then it's Christmas morning. And by the way, though, okay, so it's Christmas morning, and the whole plan for the proposal is to propose to her on Christmas morning. But he has the Tiffany's bag, like, out on, is this supposed to be a surprise? Like... I feel like you see that, and you're like, hmm, I might be clued in to what this is going to be, you know? Yeah, you're pointing that out, and then all all that I could think of was the scene where uh, Zoe Deutsch's character is, like, cooking Christmas brunch or whatever. She's making, like, a frittata or something, oh. and the guy's like, no, like, her boyfriend's like, let's come open presents, like, you know, just leave the eggs. And I'm like, you cannot leave yeah, the leave eggs. The eggs. <laughs> I was like, eggs? Eggs are the one thing that you cannot leave, like, or set aside? Like, absolutely not. Yeah. It'd be overcooked in three seconds. <laughs> also, the fact that he's like, it seems kind of messy in here. And I'd be like, get out. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you could cook. I'd be like, I do this as a job. Uh, you could cook at home. Yeah, right. <laughs> I also was like a little confused for a while, literally until the very end, because I was like, what is her actual job? Because they showed her doing a lot of baking only at work. And then they showed her only cooking at home. And then it was like, oh, my restaurant or like my previous failed restaurant. But I was like, I don't understand like this place that you clearly run with your friends or own with your friends like who are you like are you just the baker baking the breads because i was like there's clearly a combo like cafe yeah restaurant situation happening but then at the end he says head chef and i'm like well, okay. it's also confusing because like i feel like the in- i was like we never see her cooking the line well so. i feel like the entire time you just think it's like kind of like a coffee shop bakery you know yeah and same. then when shane mitchell's yeah. character is called to make a reservation it's like what bakery are you making reservations at? Like, it's not, it doesn't seem like a reservation yeah. type place. And then at the very end, they're like, here's food. I'm like, oh, there's, this is like a restaurant? I was so, like, I was so perplexed. I was so perplexed. What's your, what's your, what's your theme, um, restaurant? I don't understand. What's your, what's your concept? Yeah. yeah. I don't have many notes because, but one of my top notes is, Rachel, I'm confused about what your job <laughs> is. Baker? General chef? Chef owner? Like, what yeah. is that? What's the deal? Um, I was more interested in that. Honestly. Also, I was interested in why, like, so they had this, like, pop-up shop in, like, a Christmas Mart thing, and she had no help. I was like, you don't have a helper in this? Like, that just seems like bad business. Yeah. Like, no wonder your first restaurant yep. failed. You're not good at hiring people. You have no staff. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so he wasn't trying to hide a proposal. So you had the com, you know, like, one person opens the box and, like, thinks she's getting proposed yep, to. And it's the wrong things. So then the hijinks ensue and uh, mm-hmm. the Kendrick Sampson's character tries, like, go get the ring back many ways. I think it's pretty funny at the yeah. restaurant where he's like, so how would you describe Gary? Is he a good guy? <laughs> like, will he give back a $5 bill, you know? Like, try to, like, you know, as he sees the ring on her finger. Yeah. It was just... It was just so crazy to me that he then goes and finally talks to Gary, and Gary's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not giving I the ring back. I would literally go to the police. I'm like, bro, 
Yeah, I was like, homie has the receipt. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, I would literally be like, okay, show me the receipt for the ring then. Like, yeah, like, homie like, has the receipt. With this? Like, like, they were just, they were just trying to make him into this, like, comically evil character, right? Yeah. So it just was so funny. It was like, you've now committed, like, larceny, I feel like, at that point. Like, yeah, because of how expensive that ring probably is. It's like, this is so mm-hmm. stupid. Like. I would be like, okay, I'm going to the police now. How do you feel about that? Because I actually have a receipt for the $20,000 ring I bought. And also, if yeah. it's about, like, it's funny because I don't think he ever got his earrings back. And But I'm like, I feel like he would Mm-mm. just be like, I will give you money so my girlfriend can keep the earrings, like $400, and then whatever. Like, yeah. I'll, you can go buy her something else, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, totally. So, honestly, my first, because uh, it's kind of, like, right at this point, my first note for this whole movie is why is the pacing of this movie so slow? Like I, we started it and it said it was like under 90 minutes. I was like, great Christmas movies. They go too long. You know, under 90 minutes is the sweet spot. Literally the first half of the movie is just so slow. Yeah. At least in my opinion it was, I was like, I realized they were trying to like lay foundations and stuff, but maybe it was because of the lack of Christmas. Yeah. It just seemed, it just seemed to be going very slow. And we had like almost too many interactions uh, I was like, if we're supposed to believe that they're kind of like an instant connection, we have too many scenes of them talking to each other without him getting to talk to Gary first. I don't know. It just felt slow. It still, at this point, was like not gripping my attention. I mean, I kind of appreciated in the way in the way that I thought it yeah. would, based on the trailer. I kind of appreciate they had because I feel like so many times in these types of movies, they're like they've met one time and they've literally had no interaction, and then yeah. they're in love, and I'm like, okay, like that's not how yeah. that works. Uh, yeah, which is one thing I did appreciate about the ending. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, okay, this is, like, a really industry thing to call out, but, like, we noticed it a bunch is, like, or whatever. I noticed it, There's so many, like, bad ADR, which is, like, for anyone that doesn't know, it's, like, they go back and, like, when your your face is not, like, they'll film you from behind or whatever, and then they'll, like, mm. have you re-say the words because they didn't pick it up or whatever. But there's so many points yeah. where it's, like, their head is turning and you can still kind of like see the mouth and then like words are happening and it's like oh, no. no and i was like reese witherspoon because i'm pretty sure this is the hello sunshine reese witherspoon company who did this i was like ah. you're better than that come on come on but anyways yeah. that's just like a little interesting industry thing that we were laughing at but um that's funny okay here's here's where it kind of went a little off the rails to me so she finds out so zoe Deutsch's character finds out that yeah, my next my next note, my second note is yay Rose Abdu breaking the yes, news. Yes, yes, from hacks because she because she's a baker, so she goes to the Tiffany store to like ask about like ring care and cleaning and whatnot, and then you know it come, Rose Abdu you know drops the news where it's like oh so happy the three of you cute little family and her character's like what three yeah <laughs> um so anyways. So she finds she out finds that out the ring the is not hers. Okay, her. so here, here's where it went off the rails for me. So she finds out the ring isn't her, hers. She then calls whatever, the guy, Kendrick Sam's character, and is like, can you please come to the bakery? So you assume she's going yep. to give him back the ring. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then we have this whole conversation. She confronts her boyfriend and is like, why did you do this? Like, And it's like, do you even want to be engaged to me? Whatever. They like stay engaged somehow. I don't understand why she would do that but whatever so then yeah like so then sorry what were you gonna say like oh no i'm just like yes because she's like he comes to the bakery blah blah blah. she's like uh, you know whatever she's like i'm so sorry what's his face boyfriend dude 
he'll give you the ring. Yeah, I was so confused by that. I was like, no, I'd be like, like, you know, he'll get the ring back to you. And I was like, why doesn't she have the ring on? Like, she was the last one to have it. Had the conversation. Like, why doesn't she have it on her person at the bakery, like in her pocket, on a necklace? Like, I was just like, what is happening? Like, why doesn't she have it on her at that moment if she knows the guy is coming to her bakery? Literally, if I'm that guy and I've paid that much for a ring, I'd be like, no, I actually need the ring, like, Right. I'm not leaving right this now. bakery until you give me this ring. Like, this is ridiculous at this point. Yeah. You're like, I haven't called the police. Like, I, you know. Yeah. And then she's like, here's here's some apology bread. And then this is where oh I was confused. God. The bread thing. So then we cut to a scene. We cut to a scene with the guy. What's his character's name? Ethan? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, him, Shay Mitchell's character, and the daughter character. They're, like, having dinner or whatever. There he's like sharing the bread that he got from the bakery and poof the ring pops yeah. out and I'm like hold up did she actually think that like the ring what like did she know the ring was in the bread like because obviously in the previous scene she was like talking about being like worried about losing it while she's baking so I was like what if she'd given the, if she didn't know the ring was in there and so she just lost the ring in a loaf of bread while she was baking and seemingly saying that her boyfriend was going to give him the ring, that makes me believe she didn't know no, the ring was in there. No, I think she did know so the ring was in happened? there. I think she... But what would have happened if she'd given that loaf of bread to someone else? I think she did know the ring was in there. She, but what's insane to me about that is ma- many things. One, she wow. basically just decided how he was going to propose. And two, yeah. didn't give him any warning. She didn't what tell if someone, him. like, bit into that? You could have chipped a tooth. And also, you're yeah. baking a probably, like, $20,000 ring, like, in the oven? Like, I don't... <laughs> Everything about it is insane. I just didn't get it. Like, that scene already didn't make sense because of her being like, oh, I can't, like, give you the ring that I knew you were coming to pick up, but here's a loaf of bread. <laughs> and then the following scene with the ring in the bread, I was just like, this was a choice, and it was not it a was good a one. It was a terrible like... choice. Like, a terrible <laughs> storyline point and a character choice. It was just like, everything about this uh, is insane. I'm just like, what if he had, like, thrown the bread away and, like, I don't want this bread? Like, there's so many things that could have happened. Yeah, like, just so many ways that that could have gone wrong. Uh, and then the next bit that, like, made me annoyed was earlier in the movie, I was like, Terry, the friend. I was like, Terry is me and I'm Terry. Everything she was saying was so funny and, like, on the point on point and stuff. But then Shay Mitchell's character calls, like, the restaurant and is like, can I make a reservation, like, for this night? And it ends up being the night that... Zoe Deutsch's character is having like a private engagement party, and Terry's like, "Yeah, no problem. We it's could like, definitely what? like she knows it's them. I know, so but like she's like, yeah, we could definitely have like you guys come for dinner at our cafe that apparently also yeah. serves food, dinner meals for food." And I was just like, "What?" I was like, "Oops, Terry is doing something bad." And then it gets even worse, and I was like, "Ah, Terry, I was rooting, I was rooting for, for you. you, Terry. You screwed up." Like the wife was like, "What did you I do?" Tyra. <laughs> Yeah, I went full tire. I was like, I was rooting for you. Yeah, I'm glad her wife called her out on it. So she's like, what the heck? When she was like, this isn't how I saw this playing out. I was like, how did you see it playing out? Because I was like, clearly you're shipping them, but you know that he's coming yeah. with his now fiance. And also, <laughs> like, what? And also, why would you go to New Year's Eve dinner at this random bakery? I was like, maybe if you were like, we're going to go to dinner somewhere else, and then we'll come to the bakery to get like something mm-hmm. for dessert, you know? It's like, like a. Yeah, Even the plan doesn't make sense. Shay Mitchell's plan doesn't make sense. Oh, by the way, no, Shay not. Mitchell was a hundred percent pregnant this enti- the entire movie. Did you notice that? Movie. Like, I was like, they're hiding her behind in coats. a few scenes. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I said it to Tim, and he was like, <laughs> I think he then clocked it. He's like, oh yeah, she preggers. Like, you can just tell. Like, she didn't like 
nothing about her looked pregnant other than like sometimes when the shirt yeah, would hit her, put her in like, like big coats and stuff like it was mm-hmm. kind of like just the belly was poking out you know and it's like she clearly pregnant but yeah yeah and, which that reminds me did you guys watch snl like last week when it was um kiki palmer yes, who i love yes and her monologue, she's talking about, like, all the rumors of her being pregnant. She's like, well, I'm here to be rumors like, are true. it's true. All the rumors are true, as Lizzo <laughs> she's says. Like, guess what? I'm, she's like, guess what? I'm 29. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, I'm not a teen Nick exactly. star anymore. I can... <laughs> um, uh, anyway. But, yeah, so the whole scene, I don't know. The whole scene at the bakery was so just, like, uh, cringe. And, <clears throat> like, what is happening? And then they had that, they had that weird friend guy who, like, dropped the news randomly that... Zoe Deutsch's fiance was actually like not going to find her in this romantic way that she's always thought, but instead was like on his way to like a Tinder hookup, yeah. and it was just like coincidence. And then he like keeps talking like randomly. I did appreciate Terry was like, "Bro, read the room." Also, here's my question: His character only served that purpose of only delivering yeah. that one line. That was his whole. Here's my question purpose. though, because the whole story was like. Zoe met him by going to get a tattoo on her wrist, but she had to take the bracelet off. That's, like, her mom's bracelet. Um, and so then he was, like, re- she thought he was, like, returning the bracelet. So my question is, why did he have the bracelet on him if he was going to a uh-huh. Tinder hookup? Exactly. It was, like, were you going to give the bracelet to this exactly. other girl? Like, that's exactly. even more of a dick move. Yep. It was not addressed, but I was very curious. I didn't think about that until, like, right now. I was, like, okay. No, I... No, I was like, if he had the bracelet on him, like, what? He just took it? Yeah, he just took it. Shady. Um, so, obviously, they break Probably up. Probably in a hawk. And they, and then there's this, like, awkward scene at the bakery. And then, you know, Shay Mitchell's like, honestly, I feel like I'm glad they didn't try to paint Shay Mitchell as this, like, you know, evil stepmom character. Because, like, honestly, she's the only, no. like, person who the entire time has been honest. Like, from date, from her scene one, she's mm-hmm. clearly indicated she hates New York. And her fiancé isn't lying to her yep. about many things. And then, like, she got engaged to, like... Yeah, they were definitely... Yeah. They were definitely not a match, and they were, like, not on the same page whatsoever. Yeah, so they had, like, an amicable breakup, because he basically was like, I want to write another yep. book out of New York. She's like, I hate New York, and even, like, if you guys are here, like, I, I just can't, you know? Um, so they break up. And then... And then we have the, you know, scene of... yeah. Which actually, which actually, I think the my uh, Terry, I was rooting for you note, even though it still applies to the last scene, was actually for at the bakery. They get a flower delivery, and they're like, "Oh, it's for you know the manager or whatever." Is all they said. So she thought it was yeah. for her. So, but she didn't check the card or whatever. And the whole day goes by, and then her wife comes, and she's like, "Oh, thanks for the flowers, wife." And the wife's like, "I didn't send you no flowers." She's like, if anything, you should be sending me flowers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yes, the wife is the best." <laughs> Um, so then, of course, they finally open the car, and you're like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, Terry. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we... Oh, but I did, I did laugh at the bit where then Terry's character to the wife was like, I would run through New York to, like, yeah. you know, whatever with you. And she was like, no, you wouldn't. She was like, yeah, you're I'd right. I'd take an Uber. Yeah. It's, like, accurate. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, you've been you've redeemed, been Terry. Terry's redeemed. back on your good graces. <laughs> um, okay, yes. two things I did want to point out before we get to the end or whatever. Uh, okay, the scene where after Zoe Deutsch's character finds out that the ring wasn't hers or whatever, and he comes to the bakery, and they're, like, having this argument in the back, there's, like, two co-workers that are, like, in the back scenes, and I'm like, if I were those co-workers, I'd be like, yes, I am working, I am doing cooking things, but actually, like, I'm listening to the messy drama that's, like, happening between my boss and her 
boyfriend, <laughs> right? Like, I'm just like, they're just so yeah, cat. Like, I've totally. literally been like, if it was me in the action in the back, I'm like, wait, what? Like, my head's like whipping around, like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh my God. Uh, that'd be so funny. There's like not enough gossiping happening in this restaurant. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, okay. So you were talking about how they use, they always like have to Photoshop photos of like people. Okay. So it was funny yeah. because they had at some point Zoe Dorsch's character looking at like photos of like her, are supposed to be photos of like her and her mom. And we're like, girl, yeah. we know that's not your mom. Like, why didn't you just get photos? Like, <laughs> a photo literally of you and your actual of your mom. actual yeah. mom. Like, I don't. That's it's a kind good of point. like usually it doesn't matter because you this is not you don't like, know. Usually you're yeah. like, I don't know who her mom is. Maybe this is a photo of her. But like this instance, we're like, we all know who your mom is. Like, yeah, Zoe Deutsch as a child of the '90s, I'm sure there is a photo of you as a child with your mom, young mom. So like printed somewhere in your mom's house. So yeah, they should have just used a real yeah. photo. Um. <laughs> Oh, also, okay, so we have the dad and the daughter, like, she's all like, Dad, you should try things with Rachel or whatever, like, give it a shot. And he goes, what do you want me to do? Like, go stand outside with a boombox? And what was funny at the time, I was like, she doesn't know what a boombox is. So I was joking that he's like, okay, so let me take it back. Let me explain what a boombox is and, like, why that scene is relevant. There's this movie. It's with an actor. His name is John Cusack. It's, like, all these things, you know, it's like, you know. Yeah. Let, me, let me like go back even further anyways but i'm glad that at the end you can't yeah you can't even say let me let me rewind because she'd be like what's yeah, that like, <laughs> but i think it was funny at the end because or not at the very end but like the end scene where they come together because like yeah kind of kind of like bef- before the epilogue, yeah, before the epilogue yeah, when the, like they you know meet and he's like you know she runs and she catches up with them and they kiss or whatever and then the daughter's like, yeah, he wanted to, like, hold up a cardboard box for you. And he's like, I said boom box. She's like, I don't know what that is. I was like, thank God. But I was, like, not even convinced that Zoe Deutsch, I was like, she is, like, 10 years younger than, like, I am. So it was like, I was like, does yeah. she even know what a boom box is? Like, I hope so, but. Like, I think she's, like, 28 Yeah, she's, like, 28. I looked so it up, probably. but. Anyways, so I'm glad they brought that around because I was like, this girl, however old she's supposed to be, does not know what a boom box yeah. is. 100%. Although, can I say there was, like, a running thread of the fact that, like, the main love interest guy character just never had his phone on him. And I was like, bro, always losing your phone is, like, not a cute personality no. trait. So let's cut that out. I think out. the daughter made a really valid point it was just that, a, like, if you should give her a phone because I'm guessing she's not going to lose her phone. Yeah. I'd be like. Yeah. Shockingly, in this one, I really enjoyed oh, the yeah. daughter. She was, she was good. Great. She was good. But it. Yeah, I, sometimes the kids in these movies, you know, they're too young, so the acting and the yeah. lines they give them are just like too corny or whatever. But she was obviously like a teen or preteen, yeah. so like she was good. She was like, I, I would flip it around if I were her, which she kind of did, to be like, "Well, you're always saying I'm not responsible enough to have a phone because I would lose it, <laughs> but then you lose your phone all the time. So who's yeah. the responsible Ooh, one here, Dad?" <laughs> but I also like it was like let's do they. I think they did it because. In an early scene, they had the Terry talking to Rachel's character about how she always, like, you know, obviously that Rachel's character is very into, like, the romance. Or, like, she likes the big gesture or whatever that line was where it was, like, she likes yeah. the, you know, the gesture but doesn't like the anything else. It's like the fanfare, besides like the romance, but, like, not the... Because it was like she yeah. didn't have a. But then, so he was like, so he was like trying to do like a romantic gesture. I was like, or instead of this like sketchy plan, once again, like let's not have a repeat of the bread. 
where so many things could go wrong and it's then just like a miscommunication i was like you could have just gone yeah to we were joking about that too and spoken to her face to face literally because like every time he's talked to her she's either like at the little pop-up shop or she's like doing it like you don't even know if she's gonna be there like how do you even know she's working that day yeah, yeah. like and also she's yeah. working so like could she even leave like luckily she's the boss i guess she can right but... that was my thing that was my thing the weird thing that you guys are talking about the weird editing the one thing that for me was weird because the daughter is like you know just five more minutes dad and then all of a sudden she's running down i was like there was that was a weird timing yeah. thing like, like i was like that beat didn't hit like quite right like it should have just been like like just a few more minutes dad and the dad's like okay or something and then like he didn't even reply it was just all of a sudden she was yeah. running should have been like, look, there she is. Or I don't know. It just felt yeah. weird. So then we have, you know, they get together, I guess. But, I mean, luckily, I'm, I'm happy there was no, like, oh, you're the one for me or whatever. It was kind of just like, yeah. we'll it try wasn't, it. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, yeah, it wasn't a Christmas print. So that is the bit I did enjoy. And because I know people in the comments were like, how are you going to end up with a guy who, like, was just about to be I engaged know. to this other person, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I appreciate at the ending, they were just like, let's date and, like, Try it out. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of weird, though, you the know? entire time. And it wasn't, like, an immediate It wasn't an immediate yeah. proposal, unlike, you know, the Christmas yeah, like every other just Christmas like, movie. we've known each other for one week, and now we're I engaged. mean, it's like those TikToks <laughs> I was sending you where the guy's, like, kind of, like, doing, like, a point of view where you're, like, a friend getting a call from someone in a Christmas movie, and yes, they're, like, yes, I'm engaged, so and she's, they're, like, I just saw you, like, three days what? ago, like, how? Like, to who? <laughs> you know? Um... Oh my god, you're so right. Those were so funny. But here, what I was thinking during the movie, I was like, okay, so he's clearly been with the Shay Mitchell character like a while, right? Like they're not like just newly mm-hmm. dating. Him and the she and the daughter seem to have a relationship, you know, like they're like close enough. And I'm like, so you're just literally going to like, I don't know. It was just weird to me. I was like, so you've cultivated this relationship with someone who has like a relationship with your daughter, and then you're just gonna like dump her for like some other, i don't know i just felt yeah, like kind of irresponsible was, to me it was a little it was a little weird because it did seem like like it wasn't like a movie where we the get the characters where he's like pro- the... yeah or like he's proposing as like a last ditch effort to like save yeah. the relationship or like you know because it feels like it's what he's supposed to do it was something he seemingly was like into yeah <laughs> doing and the daughter was like um, on board yeah. it seemed like so it's like it, on board yeah i don't know it's just it was kind of weird to me. I was like, okay. Like, that's why I'm like, maybe we just don't have the kids involved in this. You know what I mean? It's like, because I feel like once you mm-hmm. add that layer, it's like more complicated. Like, I feel like they just broke yeah. up. Like, there was no complications in that whatsoever, you know? And I'm like, but this person had like a relationship yeah. with your daughter for seemingly a good amount of time. And like, she probably became yeah. somewhat a of a mother weird. figure, but whatever. Yeah. I just feel like it just didn't, like, I don't know. The trailer sold me on one thing. And it just didn't deliver because they they lied and the, I don't know, the movie was just like the slow pacing, the too many things going on. I don't know. It just didn't, wasn't, wasn't my fave. And then we had the epilogue, um, which. It wasn't necessarily bad. It just was like kind of blah. I will say, well, then we had the epilogue where it's like a year later, they're all at the restaurant for Christmas Eve, I guess. Yeah. They're wearing Christmas sweaters. And then he ends up proposing with. With. The, the same, same ring like we were literally like is it gonna be the same ring like mm-hmm. and it's kind of like would you get over it because the ring was pretty nice like a pretty nice rock yeah the ring was very nice i mean they have a thing where her character's like it's perfect. exactly like i love it when she thought the other guy got it for her so maybe but it's like how do you care, feel but knowing... i don't know it just seemed it just seemed weird because he bought yeah, it he bought it for else. someone else 
whether or not you like it is just like i don't know just i'm guessing weird. like I can agree. you look at it and get over the fact that you bought it for someone else and the whole shenanigans or like look at it and be like haha like what a funny way we got together yeah. and the, ri- the ring is what brought us together i don't but know it's just like maybe you get over yeah, it yeah it feels kind of weird that you would have proposed just you bought that ring for someone else in mind and then like you mm-hmm. know that and got it so a little weird yeah it's not like it's it's not like it's like an heirloom or something. No, exactly. Yeah, if it was a family heirloom, it's like okay, fine. But um, no, they had to get that product placement from <laughs> Tiffany's, so it has to be Tiffany's. Yeah. But sure. anyways, that's um, that was that, and then it ended, and they got engaged, and everyone lived happily, happily ever after. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, their their cafe, coffee shop, dinner restaurant was yes. a success. Who knows? Whatever, whatever it's supposed <laughs> to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I would say that I enjoyed it, and I think the production quality, I think the quality of the movie, in general, like just from a production standpoint, and everything was much higher than the other two Christmas mm. movies we watched. Like it's clear, like for sure, it felt more for like sure. a real movie you know what i mean movie yeah um yeah so there's that um but as we stated not really a christmas movie you could have said it anytime no there's nothing zero percent the only thing that happened like christmas was that he was going to propose on christmas which i maintain is a bad time to propose i would not want to be proposed to on christmas i, agree. I don't understand why christmas no. and i think it feel like i said this every year has become this like romantic holiday i don't get it yeah christmas is not romantic at all Zero percent. I, I don't think so, but no, I agree. What? Yeah, yeah. No. E- even I feel like New Year's would be a more romantic time to propose because there's a whole like a you know kissing someone at midnight element. Yeah, but even that, I sure. feel like that would be what I would want. But I mean, like, yeah, I'm like most years at midnight, Jack's already asleep. I know. <laughs> you would have had to stay up late and been like, I'm barely. They're like, you're like, honey, why are you chugging so much caffeine like coffee at like 10 p.m. Yeah, so many like. So many like monster energy drinks, like you never. Like, drink. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, what? I've never seen you drink coffee in your life. Yeah, um, true. He doesn't drink coffee, so that would be even a bigger tip off. You'd be like, hmm, something's off here. Yeah, we, this is really, really. He really wants to stay up. Um, okay, so I guess now comes to the the big reveal because we have we had rankings i wrote them down i've kept this on a piece of post-it okay, good because i don't remember i don't remember them so good so as of now we had we both ranked christmas with you which was the friday prince jr movie yeah over falling for christmas yep. so right now it's we have to decide yeah what was falling for christmas well, which lindsay one was lohan. falling for christmas the lindsay lohan one. oh right 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 okay yeah 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 so the other, uh, there's just too many single dad I like, know. You know, there's lots of widowers. widowers I can't I can't keep them straight there's lots of widowers so it really is it's the battle of the widowers yeah man. forget Christmas it's the battle of the widower dads well okay which widower dad <laughs> do you feel like was the best widower dad um mm, tricky I feel like probably Freddie Prince Jr yeah I mean he seemed like a pretty good I would go like Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. I think the one from Polly Pr- from Christmas was like a quote was fine, and then I feel like as we've just discussed the guy from this the something from Tiffany's one, he just like maybe should have left his daughter <laughs> out of certain things yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> not the most responsible, clearly. Um. All right. Well, where do we rank 
we're in the battle of, I guess. Oh yeah, Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince Jr. with his like real life hair, not with oh, that terrible God, hair. Oh my God! Don't even get me started on the hair. I that's my little asterisk on that. If you want to hear my, if you have not heard my rant about Freddie Prince Jr.'s hair, <laughs> go back to the last episode because I they did him dirty. They did him so dirty, and I yeah, I hate to see really someone of our generation getting played like that by the hair and makeup team. Okay, like don't do that. Yeah, that's that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I want Freddie Prince Jr. to come back in a role where he looks hot. Yeah. Do right by FPJ. Anyways. Mm-hmm. All right. So where are we ranking? Uh, t- Tiffany's, whatever. Something from Tiffany's. I mean, because this is the Christmas movie yeah. show- showdown, and this yeah. is, is a z- like movie is a z- 0.5 on the Christmas scale. I know it's one. I said one before. I'm You're rolling, rolling it back already. I'm rolling it back. It's like, or it'd be like on places where you but can Sarah, only get full stars. But Sarah, they were wearing stars, Christmas like, no. sweaters at one point. <laughs> Like, no, if I could give zero, I would give zero. It's like, you know, I'm giving 0.5. Um, just, yeah, they said the word Christmas they have, like okay, three you know times. They have the so, guys you know, singing. That's like how you summer, that's how you summon the Christmas Beetlejuice as you say the word Christmas yeah. three times. You know how they had the, the, the duop group that were like singing? They're like, I love this song. It wasn't even a Christmas song. They couldn't even do that. I know. It wasn't even a Christmas song. Not even a Christmas song. Nary a trip to the Rockefeller Christmas tree in sight. They barely even played any Christmas movies. They didn't play any Christmas movies like in the movie. Like, nope. It was just nope. What? Nothing. Zero percent. The thing she she was too busy baking bread. She wasn't even making Christmas cookies. Um. So yeah. To me, since this is the Christmas movie showdown. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm sorry to say, Reese, but your movie is at the bottom oh of the pack Oh my god, it's me. the bottom. <laughs> it's the worst. It was just like, and also like, would I watch it again? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch any like, of these movies I might again. Watch... I don't think I would watch any of these movies again. Yeah, but like, okay, but if we were like at dad's house or something and he's like, pick a, Hall- pick a Hallmark movie or a Netflix movie, like, we could pick one of yeah, those Yeah, I guess two. that's true over over the something from tiffany's one like i have to agree although i think at least at least the at least the freddie prince one did have like fun music yeah okay (laughs) i will say that although i probably enjoyed something from tiffany's more than i enjoyed the other two i think you're right because it is a christmas movie showdown and this movie was ranked like and now according to sarah a 0.5 out of 10 in christmas cheer (laughs) that it has to go to the bottom of the list um yeah it gets 0.5 jingle bells that's good 0.5 jingle bells um it only gets like a half of a partridge in a pear tree (laughs) pear tree yeah nary a candy cane in sight okay so i think that means our final rankings are as follows for the three movie showdown that we did this year a little cut back than usual but i think it goes christmas with you starring freddie Fritz jr falling for christmas starring lindsay Lohan, and then something from tiffany's um on amazon prime yeah there's something to be said about movies and like books too tv shows when they're just you know they they know that they're a movie with a trope yep and they just embrace it and they go with it and that's what the other the two netflix movies had in space and it's like you know what you're gonna get you know what to expect i honestly kind of liked the unique premise at the start at least for like the first half of the freddie Prince jr one it was something a little different it kind of fell into other tropes later on but the setup was different and 
you know, it was like a different vibe for a Christmas movie than like woman goes to back to her hometown yeah. type thing. Thank God. Um, yeah, it was like a little different. It was different than that. So those two they movies, they just they knew what their job yes. was as a movie and they accomplished it. Yes, I think they were so definitely like, cheesier. We can, we can judge them where they made missteps sure. or where things would have been better or whatever, but they they knew the assignment and they completed the assignment. And they, were they more cheesy than, you know, Southern Fraternities? For sure. But, like, that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's bad. It's just, you know, that's the vibe. They knew what the vibe should be and they, they followed the vibe. Yeah. So. And that's the vibe I expected going into them. Unlike the something from Tiffany's where the trailer sold me one thing and the movie was like, hello, slow. I don't know. There, I will say that I was texting you last night, and I don't know if you got a poster for it or whatever, but there is some other Amazon Prime Christmas movie. I don't think we'll watch it for the pod, but I do kind of want to watch it because it has the kid from Sex, sex Education, the main kid, uh, yeah. Otis. The Otis. Asa. Yeah. Asa. Yeah. What's his face? Um, yeah, I hadn't seen that until i watched the something from tiffany's today and then yeah. it was like the exactly i was like amazon once again you're doing a terrible job of advertising the things that you have mm-hmm. okay and it's like yeah maybe if you advertise more of the things you have people would watch it and we could have had a season three of the wilds that's all i'm saying there we go it all comes back to the wilds <laughs> it always comes back to that um but yeah i think that's our christmas showdown for 2022 yeah. It was a short one this year, I feel like. Um, but I don't know. There just weren't short I feel one. like people weren't coming out with the Christmas movies this year. I don't know. People nope. aren't in the not this year. The, aren't in the holiday spirit. Um so but I hope that, you know, everyone gets in the holiday spirit, I guess, because by the time the next I feel like by the time the next pod comes out, um It'll be twenty twenty three probably. Past Christmas for sure. Um mm-hmm. And then I'm actually not sure when Hanukkah falls this year. I feel bad about that. It starts this, well, as of recording, uh, it starts this evening. Mm. And I believe then runs through, you know, the following eight evenings, uh, which, if my maths is correct, uh, is next mm. Monday, I think. I only know that because I had to look it up for work because um, no one in my company would think about Hanukkah. Mm. And I'm like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking to dad. I was joking to dad recently. I was like talking to people um from work and i was like oh i really like whatever with hanukkah and like doing social media posts and emails and stuff and talking about holiday traditions i was like well like does anyone have like something but it's like in the uk christmas is just like so pervasive and fair enough because the jewish population percentage is quite small um and my marketing exec was like well i don't know any jewish people and i was like i was like honestly in college, I don't know if I knew anyone who wasn't Jewish, so okay. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so not to make stereotypes, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's a mix, yeah. you know? But I'm like, I'm really, the pro- the main problem for me is that then I can't, like, go to any, like, local delis or restaurants and get good yeah. food, so. That's true. That's fair. You know, the grocery stores are, like, selling, they sell, like, you know, pastrami sandwiches, and I'm like, I refuse. This is not gonna be good. You're like, no um yeah zero percent i'm like i just want someone's grandma to make me potato latkes uh, please but also they don't sell applesauce here uh, so i'd have to like make my own applesauce which no there's just, like new bakeries on some list near us and but i think it's a i don't know anyways they're closed on saturdays and i was like okay mm-hmm. i was like yes i guess that's fair you can be closed on saturdays <laughs> but it's kind of inconvenient for me because you know 
But anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter. But anyway, so what I was trying to say yeah. is I hope oh. everyone has a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you want to celebrate mm-hmm. or not celebrate anything. That's fine. If you if you yeah. celebrate with your families or you have Happy, a... like, winter is that coming up? What did you say? <laughs> the days start getting longer again. Winter oh, solstice. winter solstice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm just saying, however you're celebrating your I'm holidays, in, you know, even if you're just, you know, spending it alone, you know, that's not... N- yeah, just just get yourself a charcuterie plate, you know, a beverage of choice. Yeah. You know, relax, get like some relax and refresh time. Yeah, exactly, you know. that's a stressful time. Take it as like a time to like recharge, you know. It's like mm. you, it's some you time. It's like take some me time. Yeah. Um, But we hope everyone has the happy holidays, however you're celebrating. And, you know, eat lots of cookies or drinks or you know whatever whatever your family likes to serve or whatever you want to serve for yourself yeah um, and be sure to uh come back probably in yeah. two weeks time i think we'll keep yeah, a regular probably. schedule um and i'm assuming our first episode of the new year will be a return to our favorite gal she started it all emily and perry, emily and perry season three baby um we're going back to paris yeah, I think we started uh, season three of the pod with Emily in Paris season two, and I think this episode, um, the season three might be like the end cap yeah. of uh, season three on the pod as well, because I just randomly bashed yeah, them together as 25 in episodes at a time. fascism in seasons. There's no real rhyme or reason. No. Usually, sometimes there's a, it's because like the first season we had a break, and I think we did the second season too. This time we're not, but I'll yeah. still just batch it. Because, you know, my OCD can't allow things to be unequal so So, uh keep that in mind that we'll be back for uh the third season of emily in paris probably the next time we drop a recording so Mm -hmm. binge it the second it comes out just like we will be doing Uh, i guess i'm gonna have to watch it on my phone or something i don't know how i'm gonna like binge these i feel like last year we were able to watch it together but um, true that's a good point i have all day off on thursday Mm. though so i'll probably watch it all day long I'll, and just get it done because I think we're going up to the north on the Friday. Yeah, so I'll just be at like we'll be in law's house and be like, I have to go upstairs and like do some yeah. work. <laughs> Actually, maybe because I could download episodes to my phone, so that would give me something to do like in the downtime evenings because they don't have Netflix. Oh my god! Okay, it's like living in the medieval times. So like I wouldn't even be able to watch. I wouldn't even be able to log into yeah, my own account it. on their televisions. Is what I'm saying. So, yeah. All right. Well, everyone um, so. enjoy. Also, like real quick, I did watch season two of the Sex Life of College Girls. So, I mean, <gasps> I didn't know yeah, that dropped. And th- apparently, we're gonna do season three. Well, we don't have we'll HBO. See. I can't keep I track know, of things. So. But anyways, maybe we'll talk about Wait, that so at some the point. The whole season's out. Yeah, whole season's out. Yeah, Jack watched that. Sh- okay, cool. We need something to watch this week, so we'll probably I'll let Jack know that it's out. He watched yeah. it with me, so we'll watch um, it. I think it's been renewed for season three, but HBO has recently renewed shows and then unrenewed shows, so I'll believe it when I see it is what I'm saying. But I hope yeah, it is. for sure. Um, all right. Well, next up will be Emily in Paris. So everyone have a happy holidays. Enjoy your time. Um, hopefully everyone gets the Christmas cards that they're supposed to get. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year with Emily in Paris. So thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at MyFavoriteSisterPod. Or shoot us an email at MyFavoriteSisterPod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.